One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Come on, you Spurs! Another three points. I wasn't. I, I was going into this game. I, I really wasn't sure what to expect, because I didn't. I didn't think we could take much from the Newcastle game. We were very good, but Newcastle knackered, loads of injury problems. Spurs have been in such horrible form before that. I mean, saying that Forest have been in stinking form all season, um, but I still I wasn't a hundred percent what was going to happen in this game. And three points, obviously amazing, but blimey, what what a disgusting, disgusting game of football that was. We've got, I, I found out before this game, we've got a terrible record in Friday night fixtures. Um, I think we've lost most of the ones we've ever been in, in the Friday night games. So it's good to, it's good to win that. I don't know what it is with us in Friday night fixtures, if there's anything to that, or if it's just you know, how how it's worked out so far. But that was an ugly, ugly match. Seriously ugly. Um, they seem to be up for it. The tricky trees. I mean, come on. Fan base, you know, it's Friday night, isn't it? People being in the pub after work for a bit. Getting close to Christmas. You can imagine it, people be well up for it. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy we beat them. I'm very happy we beat them. I've always had... right. Here's a... I say interesting. It's not very interesting at all. I always used to have... Back in the day when I used to... I don't play football manager anymore. But back in the day when I used to play like championship manager, football manager. Because I didn't fancy always playing a Spurs every single iteration. I would often play as somebody like Nottingham Forest. And I would sort of set it as my thing to make Forest really good again. You know, it may come as a surprise to anybody that was watching that game who wasn't familiar with Forest's past exploits, hearing them sing Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. Um, you know, they won, they won, two, did they win two in a row? I can't, I think they won two consecutive Champions Leagues under Brian Clough. And I don't know, is there any other, I was about to say Brian Cough. <laughs> um, Brian Clough, I, I, is there any club in Europe that was as big as Forest who are now as small? Has anyone has anyone had as big a fall from grace? I think somebody like IFK Gothenburg have won the Champions League. Have they won the Champions League or did they win the UEFA Cup? And IFK, uh, I mean, they probably don't benefit from the fact that they're in the Swedish League. All due respect. So again, I don't know if that's as clean a comparison. Ajax have won what two, three Champions Leagues. I mean, really, they're still they're still a decent side, and you know, I think modern football has kind of ravaged their place in the pyramid. So I think, like, relatively speaking, I think Forest must be they must be the biggest biggest fall from grace, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, that 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 game was very ugly. That game was very ugly. It wasn't pleasant to watch. It was uncomfortable. I think both of our games, both of our game, both of our goals came slightly against the run of play. And I feel uncomfortable saying against the run of play because I don't feel that Forest Forest dominated possession. They were much more physical. They pressed us very well. But they didn't really carve out that many meaningful chances. All of their all of their play lacked little intent, if you know what I mean. There wasn't there wasn't much real method to what they were doing. They were just kicking us and kind of knocking the ball about and not really doing anything with it. I was slightly concerned by how little of a hold we managed to get on that game. At, at any point, really, did Spurs have any real dominance. Maybe in the very, very opening stages, we were knocking it about quite nicely, right? But other than that, it was just a bit of an ugly one. And, you know, if I was to be... When I have my paranoia about Arsenal doing well... I would look at that game and say, well, they've still come away with that from a 2-0 win. And that's all that matters. That's a sign of a good team. So I guess that's the sort of logic we have to apply to ourselves. Um, Because, you know, we haven't done particularly well in that, have we? And we've still come away with a 2-0 win. It was just, it was ugly. It was a horrible game. I was desperate for it to finish. Um I don't know why it took 15 minutes on VAR to decide that their goal was offside. It was so obviously... You could see in real time it was offside. It was miles offside. Um, but, yeah. Horrible game. And that little Yates. Ryan Yates, is it? Horrible little... Horrible little weasel of a footballer. Nasty, nasty player. The officiating in the game was terrible. I, I, I know this is... It's such a trite, it's such a boring conversation that continues to be had. The officiating, the Premier League officiating over and over and over again. But it was another example of it. And it feels like, it, it really feels like we just don't seem to get anything after that Liverpool game. Um, and I, maybe that's just tinfoil. Maybe that's some sort of confirmation bias. I don't know. But it definitely feels pretty off, doesn't it? Doesn't anyone else think it feels pretty off? Because that, you know, that today was was bonkers. I think they ended the game with two yellow cards, Forrest. But they both came very late. And the fact that they, for most of the game, didn't get a single booking is, I don't know, it, it felt very dodgy. Considering that we, what did we end up with? About four four yellow cards and a red card or so. Dodgy game, dodgy game, ugly game. Just glad it's over. Glad we got the three points. Glad the game's over. Ryan Yates, you know, I, I wouldn't want something really horrible to happen to him, but I wouldn't mind seeing him get kind of crunched in a in another game at some point by somebody else because he was he was really really irritating. Um, <clears throat> Hacker in the comments says. I definitely wasn't expecting to watch rugby today. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a good you know good point to make because it, it was it was ugly, it was ugly. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Tony Stark says, "Jack, can I please ask that you do not do your usual skip propaganda today? 
<laughs> the man played 60 minutes, made one tackle, went two for six on duels. Yeah, it was it wasn't a vintage uh, it wasn't a vintage Oliver Skip performance. I'll say that. I'll say that. But I thought that was a weird substitution, right? Brennan Johnson, I feel sorry for the lad. I feel sorry for him coming off. He got a nice little chorus of he's one of our own. I think they were doing some playful pantomime booing of him at the start of the game, weren't they? But it's a shame we went off. and It felt a bit weird. It felt almost a bit negative to shift Kulisevsky out to the right, which ended up giving us a goal, really, let's be honest. And putting Skip in the middle. I think some people have hinted to the physicality of the match. That probably wouldn't have suited Brian Hill very much. But it's not much of a vote of confidence in the lad, is it? Not much of a vote of confidence. Um, getting quite a few comments, basically, on the on the physicality of the game. Um, let's have a look. People saying trying to rough us up. Um, that was Darren, by the way. Darren said another team trying to rough us up. Um, Andrew Elliott says we were bullied today. Yeah, Hacker saying Yates six fouls, zero yellow cards, zero cards at all. I mean, it, it is it, it's madness, isn't it? It's madness, and it is irritating, and it is frustrating, and it's one of these times when I. You know, doing this, doing the pod, it's like you, you, you do get conscious of, God, do I just sound like one of those blinkered fans saying, our team, don't get the decisions, the refs are all against us, blah, 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 blah. But watching that today especially, I mean, that really, that did feel dodgy. It did feel dodgy. I'm sort of, I'm caught in this sort of loop at the moment going on about this. Um, I need to move past it, don't I? We've also got um, Grant Echo Sonic says the Alanga scissor tackle. If that had been a Spurs player making that challenge, you would have heard Carragher squeak away. Yeah, him and him and Neville really love their oh, don't they? Like they love doing that. They absolutely love doing that. Um, and I, fa- I actually found it quite funny at first. I found it almost endearing's not the right word, but I quite liked it. I just thought it was kind of like an amusing little trademarky thing and it's it's quickly become really irritating hasn't it it's like they've sort of realized that they they've become a bit of a meme for doing it and now they overdo it it felt a bit more organic at first when they first started doing that um and now they just kind of they force it a bit don't they um yeah it's 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 a, it's a weird one it's a weird one but three points you know three points another look this sort of crammed festive period i know it's not in them forest i know we can talk about what their record has been like so far but you can only beat what's in front of you as people say and it's another win for spurs in a in a, in a packed sort of i mean i say a packed festive schedule it's, it doesn't seem as bad as it does in previous years i think if anything kind of that no late november early december period actually felt a bit worse to know Obviously got got Everton next Saturday. Nice bit of a break. Thursday. No Boxing Day fixture for us either. Brighton. And then Bournemouth. And then obviously Burnley in the Burnley in the Cup. I mean Brighton aren't quite as good as they were. We are injury ravaged still. We will have suspensions. We will have players away on international duty. 
I still like to think we could get seven points at least. I actually think I, I actually think we could nick something at Brighton as well. We tend to do all right there. We tend to do all right there. Um, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to point out we've only won one game in about 56 there, but I sort of feel like off the top of my head we tend to do all right in Brighton. So, you know, I uh, I don't know. I do feel like hopefully we've weathered a bit of a storm there. And look, we've still got that horrible April. But I think Spurs are... I don't know. Let's, let's worry about that for another day. Right now, it's another good win. Newcastle, Forest away. Everton at home. Brighton away. Bournemouth at home. Those should be those should be winnable games, right? Those should be. I mean, Brighton again. I don't want to do them too much of a disservice, but Brighton aren't quite Brighton of last year. They're not quite there. When everyone was saying Deserby's the best manager in world football after Pep Guardiola and everything. Twenty six points are on. You know, eighth in the, eighth in the league. To be fair to them, but they're quite. They're somewhat adrift, aren't they? Of everybody else this year. I mean, Christ, Newcastle really aren't doing that well either, are they? It's a funny one. It's a funny one. Um, Basuma. I mean, I don't know. Do we need to? Do we need to talk about the the discipline in the team? Because a doggy's picked up a suspension today for another yellow card. Basuma with a red card that. It was to me. I'm going to be honest. I think Basuma's was an orange card, so I'm not going to really debate him getting a red because I think, yep. Sometimes it's given, sometimes it's not. I personally feel it was high, right? It was high. If that was committed on a Spurs player, I would want that player hung, drawn, and quartered. Um, but it feels like he was pulling his foot out of it. He wasn't going in full force. He wasn't going in with a crunching leg-breaking challenge there, right? The foot is high, yep. But you saw the way the sort of tip of his boot was flapping about. He wasn't going in there with any real force. It was a clumsy kind of reckless one. And yeah, I'm not, like I say, I'm not going to massively debate the red card because I think it was an orange. So I get it. Um, Does Basuma need to work on his discipline? Potentially. I've said that of Romero. I've singled Romero out for that. Maybe Basuma does too. There's two red cards now. That's what? Close to... I mean, my maths is not very good, but... It's a large chunk of the season that he's missing. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to work it out in percentages or anything because I I quite simply can't. Um, And this isn't another bit about Callum Wilson or anything like that. But but I'm still, still, I still would like to. I'm still quite interested to know how many goals Callum Wilson scored against us. So that was that was another goal for Richarlison today. Um, Interesting. Don't know. Just just saying. Just throwing it out there. Um, So yeah, look, it's a red. It's it's a red card on many occasions. Yes, I I. I do feel that uh, you know. Yeah, I, 
I've seen people get away with those. You've seen them get away with those. Maybe, maybe not since VARs come into play. To be fair, to be fair. Um, where we got Stumuk? Jesus wept. Basuma was a star till Mick got crocked. Are people sheltered? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying Basuma's bad. I, I love Basuma. Like I've I've banged on about Basuma all 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 season, mate. Um, I think he's I think he's a fantastic player. I'm just saying today, you know, he's he's well, two red cards he's had recently, and he's been picking up yellow cards all season. So you know, he's been sort of you know, I'm, I'm just talking about discipline. That's all. Maybe if he just needs, I don't know if it's about concentration or if that's just what happens playing in that part of the part of the pitch um he did he, he did sort of uh i don't think he was great today um but i do agree with your point you know that he he did have van der ven but behind him previously that sort of thrust van der ven adds to the team but in saying that you know ben davis i think you're doing him a little bit dirty there like he's he he's been really good since he's since he's filled in you know i think he's I think he's absolutely. Be, I think he's. I think he's been really decent. Um, Stu Muck also says that I, I meant the fan reaction, not you. So uh, that's all right. I, don't, I mean, I didn't take it particularly badly, mate. So it's all right. It's all right. Um, we haven't got any beef. Um, Hacker says they need to improve their alertness. Maybe, play, <laughs> maybe play video games or drink coffee. I don't know. Bit of uh, what those have you seen those big like those panels where lights come on sort of test goalkeepers references and stuff references reflexes Jesus like I mean it's come on it's half past ten I'm getting on mate like this is this is a late night for me nowadays um, yeah I don't know Udogi young player fine look it's it's annoying to lose him again exceptional player but. You know he's so young. It's his first season in the Premier League. He'll work this stuff out. Like he'll he'll work it out. Um, Basuma, I don't know. I, you know, I think I've, I've been happy with him overall. His overall contribution this season so far. So you know, let's let's have it. I mean, Steph Hanley says the issue with the discipline dash red cards is that they're so situationally needless. Two nil up. Why is Basuma doing a little skip step knee high tackle? Um, why is he diving at Luton? Yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's the point, right? That and that's—that's that's fair enough. That's kind of what I'm getting at when I say discipline. Um, I think you've—you've you've more eloquently encapsulated that feeling, that—that—that that, that vibe, if you like. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, we got to talk about that Vicario save as well. Unbelievable! What an unbelievable player. He had one flap. One flap right at the very start of the game, and Carragher was jumping all over it. Carragher was absolutely loving it; he was reveling in it. Oh, he's got away with one there. Oh, he's like, oh, he's had a good season so far, but oh, he was so lucky there. Shut up, mate! Come on, do me a favour. He's had one tiny little flap at ball that most goalkeepers do constantly, and that's pretty much as was pointed out to me on Twitter. Other than maybe the first half against Brentford, he's been pretty much impeccable this entire season that's the first little kind of thing we've seen from him that has been less than exceptional and that's fine and he's more than made up for it over the rest of the game right it's it's you know it's brilliant 
Um, Phil Mayo says, uh, Murillo thing was the most bizarre on a yellow. He's been talked to, foul cynically, then gets talked to again. Isn't the first yellow the warning? Uh, I'm not actually even entirely sure of the incident that you're referring to, mate, but given the general sort of reffing in the game, yeah, I'm not... Uh, I'll take your word for it because it was it was just it was a weird one. Friday night fixtures. I really I've said this before. I don't mind them when it's someone if if it's if it's Friday night and you turn on and it's Man United against Liverpool, right? One of those sort of big Premier League games or whatever. Fine. You know that's all right to watch. When it's your own team and especially when it's your own team, when it spurs away at Nottingham Forest. Really? On a Friday night? Like, is that ne- like is that necessary? We're talking about uprooting fans and all this type of thing, right? Is it necessary to choose a fixture where fans are having to travel halfway across the country to see it? Can't you look? Can't the you know? Can't the decision makers think of a game like like United Liverpool, where you know neighbouring cities? There's a lot of narrative behind it. You'll get a lot of neutrals watching it on a Friday night. Can make it a big event because surely that's what Friday night football is supposed to be—some big kind of showpiece event that shows off the, you know, the Premier League on a Friday night box office entertainment. Spurs away at Nottingham Forest. I mean, it's it's not quite the it's not quite the same, is it? You know, it just feels like a bit of a weird one. Um, I guess. Maybe policing and that sort of thing comes into it. Them not wanting to have, you know, in terms of my point of it being United against Liverpool, maybe they don't want a day of people being on the booze, 8 pm kickoff. I don't know. I guess all that stuff is probably factored into this, right? But uh, it's a, um, yeah, it's a funny one. Should I do the players? Do I feel like I'm just sort of going around in circles a little bit tonight? Maybe it's because it's late. Um, did you see, just while I'm looking this up, Wren, there, Wren, who refused to move about the fixtures, remember, when we were in the Conference League that got us kicked out of the Conference League, got them a bye when we had COVID. I don't know if you saw what happened to them in the in the Europa League last night. They had a, <laughs> they had essentially like a, I think it was like a, uh, maybe a 98th or so minute equaliser that would have, I think, put them through to the next round chalked off because they had a free kick from outside the box free kick hits the crossbar comes back to the guy who hit the free kick initially who then plays a through ball to somebody who scores a goal and I wasn't aware of the rule that somebody else has to kick the ball after the after the free kick taker has um and so they got they did these mad celebrations because it was like I say it was a late goal and the goal got chalked off um, and it could have happened to a nicer team because they were. I, f- I found them when we played them in the first leg of that, of the I think it was Conference League we had them in. Um, played them in the first leg, and their fans and players were absolute throbbers. Um, and yeah, I and then with the COVID stuff, you know, I'm not I, whatever. Just talking about Ren filling in the gap while I brought up the team list. Um, Vicario. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Vicario, fantastic as ever, isn't he? Like I say, had one flap right at the very beginning of the game. Other than that, he, uh, he was impeccable. The, the the goal line save of his feet right at the end of the game, how he kept that out, I have no idea. But what an unbelievable goalkeeper. What an unbelievable piece of business. Um, I don't know what his contract's like, but give him another one. Give him a better one. Give him a longer one because he's amazing, right? And I remember some, one of the Italian journos or something, maybe maybe it was the guy they had on Fighting Cock that was talking about a doggy. And I can't remember if they asked him about Vicario as well. One of, a football podcast had an Italian journo on talking about Vicario at the start of the season. And his prediction was Tottenham fans in no time at all will be saying Lloris who. Such was the quality of Vicario. And I remember listening to that thinking, mm, don't know about that. Don't know about that. He might be decent, but let's wait and see. And really forget the fact that Larissa is still on the books at the club, don't you? Um, because Vicario has been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It's so mad having a keeper that can claim balls in the air now. So mad having a keeper that can actually distribute the ball. We've been we, we we just got so like I I don't I really don't want to do Hugo a disservice. Hugo was a great goalkeeper for us for many many years. I do think the last few years of his Tottenham career, he wasn't very good anymore, and we probably felt we couldn't do any better. We had a sense of loyalty to him as well, um, but. It's good that that time has passed and it's good that we've got Vicario in goal because he's unbelievable, isn't he? Pedro Porro. Honestly, the man, I think, week by week gets better and better and better. He's he's a sensational player. He's so He's so much better than I think anyone thought he was going to be. I've spoken about him quite a few times lately, but... He's just such a great player. His delivery is unbelievable. Defensively, offensively, he's fantastic. He links up with all the players around him continually. He's, again, one of the leaders on the pitch. You can see it. He's got a good affinity with the fans. He's always trying to get the rest of the players motivated, trying to get the fans 
up and ready for it. Quality player. Absolutely quality. <clears throat> and there was some talk today. I saw on, on Twitter one of the Spanish journos or something saying that Real Madrid are kicking themselves. That they had identified him as a target for quite some time. Decided to stick with Danny Carvajal. Um, and now consider Pedro Porra to be one of the best players in his position in the world. And yeah, they're annoyed about that. Let's hope they don't come in for him. But I would think if they do, it's going to cost them a hell of a lot of money. Um, but I, I, you know, for me, he's a priceless player. We've spent so long, so long trying to place Rose and Walker. And now that we've got Porro and a doggy, feels like we've finally got that solid kind of foundation back. We spent so long trying to trying to replace Alderweireld and Vertonghen, and now with Van der Ven and Romero, feels like we're getting that solid base back again. So let's just keep this for a while now. Vicario in goal, those four, you know, add to that, add some more quality to that, add some more players who have a skill set that will be beneficial to what Ange wants them to do to this system. Um, but Pedro Porro, great start in that, and a player that yeah, I really didn't didn't hold a lot of you know regard for when we signed him um, at the start of this season. But here we are, Christian Romero, um, good today, right? No booking in a game that was pretty kind of fiery. Things are all popping off. Ange spoke about it in a pre-match press conference, saying that. Christian knows the spotlights on him after the Callum Wilson challenge. He knows that kind of people not single him out. He said something to that effect, though, that he's you know he's being watched. Um, so we need to sort of work on that with him. And it feels like you know it feels like we'd, we've maybe taken something from that because Christian Romero was was good today, good performance, clean performance, no yellows, nothing like that. And he could have easily been drawn into some of this. He loves these type of games when the opposition are kickers. They were kicking lumps out of us. Their card tally might not show that, but they were kicking lumps out of us. But Romero managed to to keep his nut down, didn't he? And get on with it. Nick in the comments says, Mad that we were debating whether to make Poro a permanent signing because we would no longer play with wingbacks. I know, isn't it? Like, it's... It's unbelievable. He's just a Conte player. He only fits that system. And in some ways, I kind of feel like he maybe did, but he has just worked hard to understand what Ange wants him to do. And he's just a smart player and a very talented player at that. So, you know, I think those things, they've all sort of come together, haven't they, at the right time. Ben Davis, again, I thought another another fine performance from Ben Davis tonight. I'm going to say it like I think he was I am going to say it I'm going to say it and you can't stop me good performance again he's been an ample deputy to Mickey van der Ven yes he doesn't have all the high quality attributes of Mickey van der Ven but he's still a very very solid player as I said in the preview pod which you can find on Patreon patreon.com slash RTR pod um, on the preview pod I was saying Ben Davis is the sort of player right that Spurs could sell to somebody like Crystal Palace. And then in a year or so's time, when Man United, somebody like that, has an injury crisis, they just think, let's get Ben Davis in. 
because I think he's 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 a steady steady Eddie, right? I think he is a constant seven out of ten footballer. Somebody was saying on Twitter that Ben Davis only has worldies or stinkers. I don't I don't think I've ever seen Ben Davis have a stinker. I really don't. You might be able to single out the odd mishap he's had in the game, but every single player makes an error here and there. When we're talking about stinkers, we're talking about like an appalling, appalling game where somebody's being terrible. I don't know. I don't think you could say that of Ben Davis. I really don't. Honestly, I really don't. Um, so another good performance today. Destiny Doggy. Shame he got a yellow card. Shame he's going to be out of the next game. Not ideal, is it? Not ideal at all. Um, but otherwise, a, a good performance. Good, strong performance from him. Um, not his best, but I don't think Spurs at all were at their best. So... We just never really got a handle on it. And I think Destiny often comes to the fore when we've really got a grip on the game and he is then on top of our grip, marauding. He's marauding into the opposition half, getting himself in the box. Um, And it felt like today he was mostly kind of pegged back. He was mostly fighting battles in in midfield, trying to stop Forrest from breaking, capitalising on their possession... Um, and he did that well, you know. We've kept a clean sheet, so I think we can we can say that all of the defence have done quite well. It, it probably is worth making the point that Forest were playing without a single recognised striker. Um, so you know, Pape Matasar, good performance today. Silly yellow card. It was a yellow card. Um, he just pulled pulled Morgan Gibbs White, I think it was down by his shirt but it's what happens sometimes happy having Saar back much of what I was saying last week I I love his sort of his you know his his rangy movement you know that he's he's afforded with those sort of like long legs of his he sort of glides around the pitch it's lovely and and he's, he's all over the place he's proper proper box to box isn't he you know He's always starting attacks. He's always the one that's getting involved. Breaking up opposition attacks, then starting hours. He really adds something to this team. He really keeps us ticking over. Um, lovely, lovely footballer. Yves Basuma, a little bit irritating today. Very irritating to get the red cards. I think the, the point that Steph was making earlier is apt I think that's probably on point um yeah annoying annoying isn't it I wonder if that's one that Andrew will be looking at upgrading or something I don't I mean I don't I think Ibasuma first half of this season was up there with Madison as our as our best player in the early parts of the season so let's not let's not forget that you know let's not forget the injury crisis. Let's not forget how well Basuma linked up with Madison as well. Those two had a really, really nice partnership going. The team's been a bit all over the place, right? Everything's been a bit all over the place. There's a lot of games going on. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of suspensions, all this type of thing. We haven't had a settled squad for a while. So I think we can forgive Basuma being a little bit annoying through this period because he's such a good player. Um, and... I think we'll see that a lot more 
in the second half of the season. Once we've got more of the, the, the top lads back and once the you know, everyone's back from international duty, suspensions are hopefully done, injuries are done, when the proper team is back, I think we can see Basuma start to shine again. So let's not sort of turn our backs on him now, I think. Um Mickey Bobbin says we're absolutely getting a midfielder in this window now. Um you'd imagine so. There's there seems to be a lot of talk as well that Hoybier is just desperate to be out. And I think the fact I think the fact that we brought a skip on ahead of Hoybier probably says that you know Ange or the club just aren't really you know, Hoybier's constantly going on about wanting to leave, right? It seems to be leaked to the press every other week that Hoybier wants out. So if that's if that's kind of what the, the the energy the players putting out there, then I doubt that you know the the club are really going to want to sort of tolerate that. Um, Brennan Johnson, you know, he had no time at all, did he? Very, you know, shame for the lads. Horrible injury, lots of blood. Head injuries are often very bloody, aren't they? Bloody. Um, so is what it is. Not a happy homecoming for him. Son Heung Min. Another, I thought a lovely performance from him today. I thought he was really continually pressuring Forrest. He seemed to be one of our only sparks in attack. I'm not going to leave out Kulisevsky, but I'm going to talk about him in a bit. Um, but Sonny was really trying to make things happen. He has sort of snapped into this mode, hasn't he now, where I think he's conscious of the fact that he's going off to the Asia Cup and wants to he's I think he's always very conscious about repaying Tottenham and doing his best for Tottenham he is he has it's those sort of qualities that have made him a club captain and I feel like the past couple of games in particular since it was announced that he's going to the Asia Cup and going for the friendly before the Asia Cup which is a bit annoying sorry to say I, I do think it's a bit annoying but it's what it is um he's just sort of really doubled down the effort the intensity and I think today in particular, he was he was going for it. He was really running at them. His step over is so funny, man. He's he's done the step over for years. It's almost like a bit of a trademark for him, isn't it? But it feels like he's getting better at doing it, better at executing it. Um, he's just he's 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 very tricky. He's very tricky on the wing as well. I know we sort of settled on the idea of him playing as the as the the lone striker as the outlet up top. But now actually seeing him the past couple of games playing out on the wing, I do like him there. I think if I'm being brutally honest, still if I'm being brutally brutally honest, if we had, say, a big wedge of money to spend, I would still sooner spend the money, a big wedge of it, on having like a left wing sort of forward and sticking Sonny up top still. Because I, I I like him, I like him as the goal scorer. I like him as the outlet. Um, but he does he does he does a great job here as well. You know, we know that um, we know that because and, and last week as well. By the way, I wanted to say um, somebody in the comments. Sorry, I've forgotten your name. Um, in the comments, you said that uh, Sonny had now become our second highest no our our top assist maker top assister let's say that in the Premier League era and I fact checked it on the pod and I think I found Stats Bunker 
that said he only had 60 something no you were correct commenter um Son Heung-min is now holds the record for the most assists of Tottenham Hotspur in the Premier League era. I don't know if it's of all time, um, but at least in the, in Premier League games, Son Heung-min has the most assists of Tottenham, and that's a massive achievement, right? That's huge. He's one of the club's top scorers of all time as well. It is funny. I've, I've made this point before, but. I don't think him or Kane have complained playing alongside one another. They've been a perfect foil for one another. They've made one another better, I think. Um, but Sonny's, how, quite how good Sonny's Tottenham career has been, has been overshadowed because Kane's was freakishly good. And that's not to take anything away from Sonny at all, but Harry, you know, Harry Kane is is a freakish footballer. Hummin Son is an exceptional, exceptional footballer. And a different type of footballer to Harry Kane as well. Um, so that's all I mean when I say that, that it's been somewhat overshadowed. You know, Harry Kane's in this time become the club's record goal scorer. Um, and that, that's just, that's the only difference. But Sonny, now that he is, you know, let's be honest, he's, he is our best player. He's the club's best player. He's our sort of our cover star, if you like. Um, you suddenly do take a sort of step back and think, yeah, he's actually unbelievable, isn't he? He's a real, he's a real wavy baller. That's it. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say whiffy anymore. I know I just said it. Um, but I've been told off for saying that word too much. So uh, he's good. Forex Gold says, Son has always looked better as a supporting player, be that on the wing or playing off the centre forwards. He's not a natural number nine. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't, I mean, it depends, it depends when you say natural number nine. Um, but I don't think that this forward role is a natural number nine, if you like, this sort of Ange Postacogli system. And I think Sonny works well in this system as the outlet, as the player up top. Um, so that's that's kind of my, uh, you know, my point on this. Um, Idris Jaffrey says, Son's mentality, you can't buy that in the market priceless 100% agree like he's uh he's a good guy he loves Tottenham um and he just you know he works his ass off doesn't he he really does work his ass off um Dejan Kulisevsky Deki man this boy is getting back to his very best you know he's been threatening to for a while he's been I think he so in that first half we signed him in January didn't we and in that first half season, he was unbelievable flying in that first sort of Conte resurgence when we actually looked all right under Conte for five minutes. And Decky was like pivotal to that. And then come his second season, he had all those weird things where Conte kept dropping him, not starting him, subbing him. And then he got that fairly lengthy injury layoff. And ever since that point, it's felt like he's been trying to clamber back to his best. And I would say these past few games, because what we've had a lot this season, I think he's been pretty good all season, but what a lot of his season has been, has been working hard. We've often heard, God, Kulisevsky's such a hard worker. And that's not to take away from that, because I think for a player that is as young as he is, to shoulder the responsibility that he has through injuries, through fatigue on the pitch through players being subbed off whatever um 
He's always stepped up and he's always given it his all on the pitch for Spurs. What we are now starting to see, though, is he's still got those qualities, those hard-working qualities. What he's adding back onto this now is that technical ability that we saw at the start that I was moaning about, not moaning about, but I was just saying at the start of the season, it's a shame that he's not shooting as much or he's not whipping in as many balls as we know he can. It feels like we're missing those sort of skills that he possesses a bit, but it's great that he's working so hard. But now he's working hard and he's just, I mean, that that cross for Richarlison was absolutely disgusting. It was phenomenal. Um, And his goal as well, taking on the defender, skinning the defender and then just slapping it past the goalkeeper was lovely. It was lovely to see him have that, I guess, tenacity back again to do that type of thing. Because at some points, like I'm talking about at the start of the season, you'd see him get into that position and then maybe turn back or maybe release it out to the wing, see if anyone's on the overlap, see if Porro's there or whatever. Now he's thinking, do you know what? Let's go for it. Let's smack it past the keeper. And he's done that and it's brilliant. And he is in such good form. He's, he is an unbelievable footballer, I think. I really do think he is an unbelievable player. Um, and it's funny because we've got all these shiny new things now that you sometimes forget. Kulisewski's a relatively new player as well at Tottenham. And he's a young player. There's plenty more to come from this lad, hopefully, touch wood. Um, but the signs are very, very positive at the moment, as they were previously. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's it's seriously it's seriously promising. Mickey Bobbin says Kulu is by far our best player of the season. Um, I still think Porro's up there, mate. And you've he says said that in the in the follow up message saying Porro and Sonny second. Porro and Decky is close to me. It's close between the two of them. Not gonna lie. Um, I do, I wouldn't really want to pick between them at the moment. That's kind of where my head's at with that one. Um, but. I mean, an unbelievable player. What's he worth in today's market now? If somebody wants to buy Dejan Kulisevsky off of you, you could see somebody like Manchester City. If they lost, you know, Bernardo Silva, somebody like that, Pep thinking, yeah, let's have let's have Kulisevsky. He feels like the sort of player that would do well at Manchester City, right? He feels sort of similar to the type of player that Pep Guardiola has tried to make Jack Grealish. But what are they having to fork out for him now? Because I'd I'd feel pissed off if we... and I'm, People might laugh if, if there is an opposition fan watching this. I often get opposition fans come in and kind of, you know, have a dig. I'd be pissed off if we sold Kulisevsky for less than 100 mil. Straight up, honestly. Because he's young and he's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um... Just a, 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 an astonishingly good player. Um, Steph Hanley says that invert the wing. I'm sure we all know who that is on on Twitter. Um, claims that Decky is Pep's favourite player. Doesn't surprise me. Like it really doesn't surprise me at all. Um, he's uh, what a player. I really I, like. I really love him. You know, I really do like him. He's just so mature as well. I do want to make that point again for his age. He's so mature. He did the um, he did the baby celebration as well. So I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, 
congratulations are in order too so well done decky um and well done to your partner it feels weird doesn't it say well done to somebody like good shagging nice one um fucking base isn't it richarlison lovely header today lovely goal well done lads keep the form up um think he pressed all right today I still think we can have a better player in that position I'm sorry to say <laughs> I do but well done to him it's lovely to see him scoring goals he's it wasn't an easy header at all um Kulisewski like it was a beautiful cross but Richarlison still had to do his work there and uh put it away you know beautifully so good luck to the lads Nice one. Well done. Um, Oliver Skip. Yeah, all right. As I've been told, I'm not allowed to do any Oliver Skip propaganda today. I won't. I do maintain that he's a good squad player. I don't want to see him starting games. I do maintain that I'd rather see him coming onto the pitch than Pierre Mahoybier. But, you know, wasn't a great performance today. So, I'll take the L on that one. Um. I mean, the rest of our subs, really, when we say Pierre Mahoybier, he, he wasn't on for long at all, was he? But he seemed to be okay today. Physical, like, I think he had about 10 minutes, did he? Physical game. Um, I think he actually, being fair to him, I think when he came on, we actually managed to kind of start to feel like, you know, the, the sort of the, the lack of grip that I was bemoaning at the start, it felt like we actually started to get more of a handle on the game the game was a bit less frantic when he came on I think maybe these ugly mucky games are maybe where Hoybier you know comes in handy but it's not in games where we actually want to try and play football right when it's just a war of attrition that's where he can come on and with his sort of chaotic running about sticking a boot in does all right doesn't he um but yeah fair enough Emerson, honestly, he was on for minutes, wasn't he? So, what's the point? And Vellis, I didn't, I didn't even realise that Vellis came on. So, you know, that's what I have to say about it. Um, but yeah, another three points, another three points for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, up to fifth in the table for now. Um, I think we were in fifth anyway, weren't we? Were we? I think we were. Up to fifth, we were in fifth. But still in touch and distance at the top. And it's quite nice again, I'll say again, to not just be at the top of the table. Because I, I know, I know what the temptation is. And I'm doing it myself thinking, God, we almost won that Wolves game. We almost won that Villa game. Six points now. We'd be, you know, top of the table right now. Um, but we're not. We didn't win those games. We're not top of the table. But we're still in touching distance. We're still in touching distance. And that's just quite nice. Bit less pressure, right? Bit less pressure. Every time Manchester City win the league, they tend to do it when somebody else is starting to run away with it and then they just go on a mad run at the end of the season, keep winning and get it over the line. I'm not saying that's definitely what Tottenham are going to do, but there's a chance that Tottenham could do it. And that's that's the important thing. As the old you know, bit in Dumb and Dumber says, you're telling me there's a chance... That's kind of that's what we that's what we've got to go for. That's what we've got to hold on to, and uh, see where it gets us. Because Ange himself says he's not aiming for fifth place. Um, 
what does that mean he's aiming for? I would imagine a manager like Ange Postacoglu is saying, let's win the fucking league. So, you know, maybe we can do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a conversation we need to be having right now. The conversation we need to be having is continuing to rejoice game by game in Tottenham, taking home three points against the odds with an injury-ravaged squad, with many suspensions and what have you, players, like we say, on international duty and all of the like. In fact, we still managed to keep getting it across the line, getting the points, you know, two wins consecutively now after that horrible form. It's good. It shows you that the psychology is on point. They didn't let their heads drop. They still carried on fighting. Even throughout that kind of horrible period, there were still all the Instagram posts, the whatever, of players saying, just believe in us. We're getting there. We will get there. We all believe in this. You have to believe in us. And I think we do, you know. I didn't really hear any serious moaning from anybody during the, even, you know, staring down the barrel of however many straight defeats it was until we got the last minute equaliser away at Manchester City. I think everybody is bought into this. And the fact that a player like Destiny Adoggy has signed up to us for 2030, hopefully a new contract for Saar coming soon. You know, these are all very positive signs. The Phil was saying earlier on the on the on the pod that we do also on Patreon that it feels like the ice is thawing a bit and we're starting to see the green shoots come through it and that's true. That's exactly where we're at. It's good to be back in that place again. It's good to be back to enjoy now I'm thinking, Christ, it's a week and a day now. Do we get to watch us play football again? Do we get to see Ange ball again? It's not fair. I want to see it now. I want to, I want another I want a game this weekend now. Let's have it. Let's see us play again. But we don't get to enjoy it. Hopefully we'll get to see Arsenal. Who do Arsenal have this weekend? What are the Premier League fixtures this weekend? Let's have a look. Any juicy games? Um, Arsenal got Brighton. They usually lose to them, actually. Um, Chelsea, Sheffield United, City Palace. Liverpool, Man U. Right, so that's the only decent one on a Sunday. rest of it's all gubbins, isn't it? So, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll go and watch Willy Wonka in the cinema. Let's do that. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for watching. If you are watching, um, like and subscribe. Leave comments. Share the pod. Rate the pod. All that type of stuff. Do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash RTRpod. If you're not sick of the sound of my voice and you can you know, listen to that. Um, I haven't given it a shout out for a while, but also do a film pod. Bring your own blockbuster, BYOB, with, with Ben Haynes. You'll all know Ben Haynes. Tottenham Hotspurs, Ben Haynes. Um, where we pick out, you know, all of our favourite sort of old films and go over them. We also talk about films in the cinema right now. We've been doing all of our Christmas favourites um, over the past few weeks. We've done Die Hard, done Love Actually, which you know, really did split opinion. Um, latest one is Elf and then we're going to do sort of our top films of the year and all of our favourite Christmas films as well over this sort of period so check it out BYOB bring your own blockbuster podcast wherever you get your pods but anyway come on you Spurs back to Tottenham let's have it another three points hopefully Arsenal lose to Brighton again this weekend we can carry on breathing down their neck 
But that's it. Just enjoy the weekend now. It's out of the way. Three points. Come on, you Spurs. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.